Let's talk business. Uh, with us is our Wellington business editor, Hamish Rutherford. Hello, Hamish. Hi, Simon. Hi, James. Hey, man. Uh, good to talk to you. I read your story this morning with a great deal of interest, Hamish. So who's going to represent employers um, if it isn't going to be Business NZ with these fair pay agreements? It's really not clear who will represent them. This was uh, you know, quite a the radical piece of the government's industrial relations plan was to create a framework called fair pay agreements. And the idea was mm. that you know, the unions would initiate bargaining in a certain sector or occupation and business would sit on the other side of the table and they'd try and thrash out some sort of agreement for conditions that were above the kind of legal minimums in a, you know, say cleaning or security guards or so on and then try and reach an agreement. And if they couldn't reach an agreement, the Employment Relations Authority would make the decision. Business New Zealand has been opposed from this for the, from the start, but they have sort of engaged in the process for quite a long time. But just overnight, they've said, no way, no how, we're not going to be the default um, the default party that will sit on the other side of the table to unions. And of course, you know, most industries, if they have a representative body, it can only be you know, a handful of staff. Business New Zealand is the natural body that would represent business, but it, so if they're not going to do it, it's really not clear who will do it. So Hamish, does, what, what, does this mean the uh, system won't work? Well, that kind of depends. I mean, arguably, they although they're called fair pay agreements, critics would say these aren't really about reaching agreements. They say this is, you know, the business business groups basically say this is to give structural power to the unions. The government has come out very quickly and said, you know, business New Zealand's move doesn't really matter all that much. We're still going to push ahead with it. And so it, it, if, if you see it through the lens of, sort of giving the unions a sort of structural place in, in, in labour relations in New Zealand that they don't currently have, rather than, you know, some agreement, then they probably will pull, push ahead with it. And finally, what are the unions saying about it, Hamish? Well, the unions, uh, first unions come out and said that this is a desperate plea by Business New Zealand to save a low-wage economy. They are very, very keen for this because it means that even in uh, occupations or sectors or areas where they don't have a lot of representation, they can take on and and get a mandate to negotiate at a at a nationwide level. So they will be absolutely keen and committed to this going ahead, and they will continue to put a lot of pressure on the Labor Party to make sure that they push pull, continue through with it. And they only needed ten percent sort of an accord, didn't they, with with employees? Or a thousand workers, whichever is fewer. Yeah. So, it, mm-hmm. and it could mean that you know the a union is particularly strong in one occupation in one area, and they can kick off a nationwide process for businesses mm-hmm. that aren't entirely together. And and you know as the as the economy evolves, more and more, you know the idea of job descriptions often they just don't make sense anymore. So it could be that these agreements start sort of stifling innovation and in how people work because you'll you'll have to be described as a you know, a particular occupation and you'll have to work to those conditions and it's just not really the way that, you know, flexible working is going. Interesting times going yeah. forward. Hamish, thanks for the wrap-up, mate. Have a good afternoon.